Most future MD students are encouraged from the beginning of their careers. What about those pursuing a career as a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner? Breaking the tradition of MD or BUST, medical mentoring for physician assistants and nurse practitioners. You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Karen Fields. Karen is a physician assistant and the founder of Medical Mentoring, a unique program for high school students that offers hands-on clinical experience with working physician assistants and nurse practitioners. Today we are discussing medical mentoring for physician assistants and nurse practitioners. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Karen, medical mentoring is a core component in the training of young medical professionals, but there are very few mentoring opportunities for the allied health professions, specifically physician assistants and nurse practitioners. Can you tell us what motivated you to start medical mentoring? Medical mentoring was a program that I had wanted to start for a number of years after I had been mentored by an orthopedic surgeon by the name of Mark Ossemeyer. He and I spent about six weeks together during my high school career, and it really confirmed for me the desire to go into medicine. And how does your program work? The program is not quite as intense as my opportunities were, but the idea is to get as many students as possible exposed to the medical field. The program gives students a first-hand look into healthcare professionals by pairing them with a practice and a mentor. Students then spend a minimum of three half days or 12 hours a job shadowing. The program starts with the teachers selecting the students. They fill out an application, do a couple reference forms and a very short interview, and the teachers recommend students for us. They're then paired into a practice or with a mentor based on some of their preferences, and then the shadowing takes place. We do take care of confidentiality, training bloodborne pathogens and professionalism prior to their mentoring, and then do a kickoff and a wrap-up night to really celebrate the opportunity for these students and the parents as well. Is there a formal evaluation at the end of their program? We do ask the students to fill out an evaluation form. This serves two purposes. One is for the program to get feedback on how it went for the students, what we can do better for the next sessions, but also does give the students a chance to reflect on their experiences. This is important for them to sit down and think about how this affected their career paths and then how they might use that information in their future as they're deciding what they want to study in college. And can they do the program more than one time? We certainly accept students for a second session. However, with the numbers of students that we're seeing right now, we've reached our capacity and are taking mostly first-time students. And are they all high school students? We do mentor high school students or students that have just graduated from high school. However, the opportunities to mentor are available to college-age students as well. Do you think that high school is too young to start the recruiting process? Absolutely not. I think that's the key time to start students becoming interested in health care. A lot of students at that age, if you were to ask them what professions in health care are available to them, they would answer physician or nurse. Very few of them have the exposure to other professions or understand how those roles are used in healthcare delivery. When we have students come into our facilities and our clinics, most of them say, I had no idea how many other options there were. One of the goals of the program is to give them encouragement into healthcare, but also to show them the breadth of what's available to them. Most students think that it's either medical school or bust. I was one of those students and had no idea what a physician assistant was when I came out of high school. By 
exposing them to these other careers, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, some of them are more geared towards the technical professions with surgical technician, radiologic technician. It really gives them an idea of, hey, I can do this. I don't have to go through medical school to do what I want to do. Or I am smart enough or I am able to pursue a two-year degree and be able to make a difference in people's lives. How have you seen medical mentoring affect the students in the program? One of the key ways that I see it affect them is really encouraging them into healthcare. One of my success stories was a young woman last summer who was sure she wanted to go into physical therapy, signed up to be mentored by a physical therapist and planned on spending her week in therapy. However, after observing in physical therapy, she came to the conclusion this was not the profession she wanted to be in. However, one of the other jobs that she shadowed that week was an orthotist and was fascinated by that work. And by the end of the program, she was so excited about going to school to become an orthotist. And this was a job that she had never heard of prior to that summer. I think that's a really exciting difference that we made in her life. It gave her the foreknowledge of what physical therapy is and helped her determine that she didn't want to go into that line of work. I had a couple of classmates when I started my pre-med training who, after the first couple semesters of the heavy science courses, decided this wasn't for them. And already they had spent a lot of time and effort and money in courses that were no longer going to be beneficial to them. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and I'm speaking with Karen Fields. Karen is a physician assistant and the founder of Medical Mentoring, a unique program for high school students that offers hands-on clinical experience with working physician assistants and nurse practitioners. Karen, how does the medical mentoring impact the medical community? Really, the program impacts the greater medical community by teaching young adults about health care in a way that they don't otherwise get to see it. These students are exposed to more careers and professions than just the ones they sign up to shadow, and they really see how important the various roles are in taking care of patients. And how difficult is it for you to find placement for the students, and are you able to accommodate all of the mentees? One of the great things about this kind of program is most of the health care professionals that are currently in the field did not have an opportunity like this and are very excited to give of their time and their effort to give an opportunity like this to these students. We do have a selection process in order to narrow down the students to those who have shown an interest in health care, and we really leave up to the schools to select the students. However, of all the students that come to us, we do find accommodations and placements for all of them. And we try to find those accommodations in fields that are interesting to them, whether it's the profession they choose or the specialty. And what are you looking for in a potential mentor or mentee? We do have some basic prerequisites. We do ask that they have shown an interest in the healthcare professions and have demonstrated this over time. However, we don't narrow this down to being a straight-A student or being top of the class. We want to encourage students who may not otherwise think they could go into healthcare to see that they could, in fact, have a career in healthcare, whether that be in medical school, physician assistant program, nurse practitioner, registered nurse, et cetera. And what is the key to helping students discover and define their interests versus influencing them in the direction of their mentors? Really, I think it's about exposing them to the various uh, options that are out there rather than pigeonholing them into one profession. And that's one of the goals of the program. Somebody who signs up to shadow a surgeon in neurosurgery, for example, will also get to see what everyone else in the practice does. They'll spend some time with the physician assistant or the nurse practitioner with the CT scanner or the MRI technician, all the way down to some people in the business office. 
and really gives them opportunities to see everything that goes into delivering care rather than just seeing the profession they signed up to. I think this really encourages students to broaden their views of healthcare rather than narrow them. And what barriers do future medical professionals face in finding these mentors? Most people that you talk to would be nervous about the legal issues and the confidentiality issues. A lot of people would think that patients are turned off by students observing, and there are times that it is not appropriate for students to observe in a patient-clinician setting. However, most of the time, patients are more than happy and excited to have a young person involved in their care and to be able to encourage them on this route. We take care of the confidentiality training and some of the other issues so that the practices don't have to worry about this as much, and it helps break down some of those barriers to having observers in your office. You also mentor other allied professions. Can you tell us about that? We try to offer as many professions as we have available in the clinics that are participating. This, again, can go anywhere from somebody in a business office, a business manager, uh, coding and transcription, to the technical fields of surgical technician, radiologic technician, all the way to the professional degrees of NPPA, physician, nursing. It's really, again, a great opportunity to see the variety to help the students that may not have their career goals set on 12 years post-secondary education to still get into health care. Karen, are there other programs like this in the country? Based on my own experiences, I did participate in an intensive job shadowing program in high school. However, you won't find many high school students who are given this opportunity. I think this is really a groundbreaking type experience for these students and one that I'd like to see replicated throughout the country for more students to be encouraged into health care. And how would someone go about starting their own mentoring program? Really, it's not as difficult of a process as it sounds. The key is finding, for the schools or for the high school students, finding a physician that is interested in mentoring and encouraging young people into the profession. One of the things that we do as a program is make our materials available to anyone who wants them through our website so that our program can be easily replicated in other areas of the country. We've gone through and already made the application, the essay form, some of the forms that need signatures for confidentiality reasons, and all these can be downloaded and modified for any practice, any school that wants to participate. And where can people get that information? The website that we have is www.medicalmentors.net. And if I'm interested in being a student or being a mentor with your program, how do I get involved? The easiest way would be to go on to the website again at medicalmentors.net and use the contact information to send an email to the program and request more information and an application. And what is next for medical mentoring? What we seek to do now is to continue to better our program, to find more ways to involve more students in the community as well as to reach out to other communities and encourage them to start similar programs. And Karen, tell us what you're most proud of in your mentoring career. The thing that brings me the greatest joy is seeing these kids encouraged into what they want to do. The evaluations that we get back at the end of the program are fascinating and fun to read. And to see that we've really made a difference for some of these students, it can be helping them decide that this is what they want to do or helping them decide that, no, this isn't, or that they decided to take a different path in health care. That's really what's most fulfilling to me, is seeing that this really does make a difference for these students. Thank you, Karen, for coming on ReachMD. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. 
please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MDXM-157. And thanks for listening. You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Here is a sample of the great shows airing this week. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. Join me this week with my guest, Dr. Roy Sanders, director of the Pediatric Neurodevelopmental Center and Psychiatric Services at the Marcus Institute in Atlanta, Georgia. We'll be discussing how a parent faces a child with autism. This is Susan Dolan. Join me this week when my guest will be Dr. Beth Torini with the University of Michigan C.S. Mott Children's Hospital discussing the future of newborn screening. Are our children using too many stimulants? I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. Join me this week as we talk with Dr. Jennifer Christner from the University of Michigan Department of Pediatrics about just this problem. Thank you for listening to ReachMD XM157, where we change topics every 15 minutes. For our complete weekly guest and program guide, visit us at ReachMD.com.